Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Hunter Hodes. September 29th, the second to last day of September, if you all can believe it. So I do have a special guest joining me on the other side of this. His name is Jack Bond. He makes a lot of um, appearances on Locked On Bets. We're going to go over a lot of stuff related to the Penguins bets-wise this season. You know, their, their point projections, SIDS, maybe chances for the heart. Tristan Jari's chances for the Vesna, maybe even a Mike Sullivan shout out for the Jack Adams that he'll ever win that and some other news and notes about this team as the season is now just a couple of weeks away. I mean, you know, Dom's preview at the athletic has not really dropped yet. I think he has the Penguins as a top two team. I'm going to get his, I'm going to get his thoughts on if he thinks the Penguins could be a threat to win the Metro this year. That's all coming up right after this drop. You're locked on Penguins. Your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter, Hunter Hodes. You can also follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. Joining me now is Jack Bond, who has made plenty of appearances on Locked On Bets. Yes, today is going to be a little bit of a different show. Not a lot of Penguins news today, just because, you know, I can't do training camp updates every day here, to say the least. But, um, you know, Jack, I guess, you know, we'll, we'll get right into it. Um, you know, I've been reading a lot of the previews on The Athletic lately, and, you know, Dom has his model and stuff. And, you know, so far they've done almost every team, but, you know, tomorrow I think starts his top 10. And um, there's only two Metro teams left, actually. It's the Penguins and the Hurricanes. Um, you know, I think that goes to tell me that he has, obviously, I mean, he, he has them as a pretty good chance to win the Metro. You know, do you think the Penguins are getting overlooked as a team that could win the division this year? You know, I know the Penguins, they, they won the, the East division a couple of years ago. They haven't won the Metro um, overall since uh, it's been a few years um, at least. But, you know, do you think they're being o- overlooked a little bit from a betting perspective for that division going into the season? Yeah, you know, I do. And by the way, thanks for having me on. I'm, I'm excited mm-hmm. to be here. I do think the Penguins are, are a team that are being overlooked a little bit. Um uh, not only in the in the metro but also in the eastern conference this is one of those teams that uh has shown quite a bit in the past and in the recent past that they don't necessarily have to be a one seed or or even a two seed in the in their division or in the east to to make some noise in the playoffs and and win the stanley cup even uh you know they have no problem being a a wild card team a, a seven or eight spot in the east and running their way straight through the stanley cup finals so I do think they're being overlooked quite a bit. Uh, they're, they're plus 350 right now to win the Metro Division, uh, 12 to 1 or plus 1,200 to win the Eastern Conference, and then 22 to 1 or plus 2,200 to, to win the Stanley Cup, uh, win the whole thing. So, you know, if I'm looking at the Penguins this year, uh, knowing their history, I think if you're if you're a Penguins fan or a team that's really high on the Penguins this year, I think a trendy bet might be to, to bet on them to win the Eastern Conference or the Stanley Cup rather than the division. Uh, simply because, you know, like I said, that this is a team that they've gotten to a point kind of like the, the Tampa Bay Lightning where the regular season might not matter all that much for them anymore. It's just what matter. You know, it's just what happens when the, when it comes to the postseason. So if you can get them at 12 to one to come out of the Eastern Conference in, this, in the post, it's a pretty interesting bet to make right there off the top. 
Yeah, it is kind of funny, you know, during like the regular seasons and stuff, you know, a lot of people on Penguins Twitter and, and, and all, some other places, they get like so mad when the team is struggling. And it's just like, you know, they're going to wake up eventually, you know, January, February, especially March, you know, that's really when they make their move. They always start off the season a bit slow just because, you know, you, got, you don't have your legs yet and all that stuff. But, you know, they can rattle off these winning streaks and get back in um, pretty easily. Um, the, the Eastern Conference bet is interesting because, you know, the conference – I would say it's pretty deep again this year. You know, I don't think anyone would be surprised if all eight teams from last year make the playoffs again. I mean, some teams made improvements over the offseason, like Ottawa. I mean, I'm sure they have some decent odds to make a play the playoffs. The Islanders, maybe, even though they didn't really do too much. The Blue Jackets obviously got Johnny Goudreau. But, you know, I guess when it really comes down to it, you know, almost any of these eight teams that made it last year, you know, that could, could very well make it again this year. It's like, it feels like they all have a shot. And with the Penguins, I think with how deep they are at forward, well, usually um, how they upgraded the defense when Tristan Jari is on, which I'll get to in a second. Um, he's a pretty good goaltender. I think that is um, a pretty solid bet because, you know, I think everyone knows at this point not to bet against the, the core. And, and if it weren't for goaltending this past year, they probably would have won at least around, if not two, and I think they would have given Tampa Bay one heck of a fight. I completely agree. Um, it feels like you know you could have six teams coming or five teams, excuse me, coming straight out of the Atlantic Division alone, uh, with how stacked that division seems to be this year. Um, I, I do think the Metro might fall off a little bit, uh, yeah. just in terms of the you know teams like the New York Rangers and, and maybe the, the Washington Capitals. I'm not as high as them as I might have been in, in years past. Um, with that being said, teams like the Penguins have burned me before. Every It seems like every time I bet against the Penguins, Sidney Crosby goes out and puts up two goals and two assists, and they win in overtime or something like that. So um, I, I agree with you. you know, just looking through the Eastern Conference, it's tough to see where a, a vastly improved Ottawa or, or Buffalo or Detroit or Islanders even uh, team could could you know unseat one of those playoff teams from last year. Um, I will say that if there are – Weak links, weak links, quote unquote, to be found in the East. It, it, are, it, is, it is the two uh, wild card teams from last year in Boston and Washington. Um, I, I don't, you know, unlike with the Penguins, I wonder with Boston, how many times can you just keep running it back? You know, they re-signed to David Krejci and, and Patrice Bergeron in the offseason. Those guys are past their primes. You know, Bergeron's always going to be a fantastic player, but I just wonder how much they have to support their top, you know, five or six forwards and that team in, up in Boston and then Washington. Now you've got a big injury concern with Nick Backstrom. That is a huge injury concern for that team. That power play doesn't look the same without him. Even their top lines don't really look the same without him. As you know, as much as Alex Ovechkin is one of the most consistent goal scorers of all time, I, I wonder about Washington this year, especially with the ch- the shakeup in, the, in in net over in DC as well. Uh, you know, it's funny looking at. The, the the Penguins' odds, not just to win the division or the conference or the Stanley Cup, but just on their, their season point total as well. This is one of very few teams in, in Pittsburgh that is projected, at least by Vegas, to be consistent yet again this year. Now, that's not a surprise if you know the Penguins well. They seem to be a, a team, like I said, that can either finish first or seventh in the Eastern Conference, and they're still going to be a tough, a tough out in the postseason. But, you know, you, you look at a team like Florida – 
who who put up 122 points last year and won the president's trophy. The president's trophy mm-hmm. this year, they're look. You're looking at their season point total, for example, and I think it was at over under 105 points. That's a 16 or 17 point drop for a team like that. And then obviously you see the the other side of that with a team like Buffalo or Ottawa or Detroit that really improved over the last six months, where they're looking at a projection of a 15, 16 point boost. Well, you get to Pittsburgh. The Penguins put up 103 points last season, uh, and this year they're over under their point total is a, is 101 and a half. So mm-hmm. a one or two point drop off is pro- is projected by Vegas. Now I will say uh, the Penguins are are seven and four on the over on their point projection in the last 11 seasons. So they've been they've been beating Vegas just like they've been beating a whole lot of people betting against them uh, the last you know, decade plus. Um, that that Eastern Conference is tough. You know, no matter how much Detroit and, and Ottawa went out and spent millions in, in unrestricted free agency to, to improve their rosters, you look at that Atlantic division and you, you can't say, you know, confidently that a team like Florida, Toronto, or Tampa Bay is going to have some major drop-off. So I do think the Atlantic's the toughest, uh, toughest division in hockey coming into this season, but you know, if there is any flexibility or any movement to be seen in the playoff picture this year, it might come from that Metro division. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the the Atlantic, I feel like should have most of the same playoff teams though. You know, you, you said it best with Boston. You know, I think Marshawn is out to start the year. McAvoy Um, as well. I think, yeah, I was gonna, I was, I was wondering if McAvoy is hurt, but I, I was pretty sure he was. And then I think Washington's also without Tom Wilson until at least Thanksgiving, December time, because he tore his ACL in the playoffs. Um, that's that's gonna be a long um road back for him, you know. Obviously, you know, wish him the best of luck, even though I hate when he plays the penguins. Um, it's interesting though that they have a one oh the over-under is about one oh one. I would personally take the over with that just because you know Mike Sullivan usually always has this team ready to go. We're gonna get into him a little later on in this episode just because it's crazy that he has not really been a finalist for the Jack Adams yet, and I'm sure those odds are gonna be or they're already out um at this point. But um, I know the teams are probably gonna deal with a lot of injuries. But I would still take the over, especially because last year that over, if if that was 101 last year, it would have hit just because you know, despite all the injuries that they had, you know, with even with COVID outbreaks too, they were still able to chug along and go on a lot of winning streaks and you know, really challenge for the Metro all up until like the last couple of weeks of the season when they kind of hit a little bit of a dry spell there. I would kind of assume that they are going to be um, right up in there again, um, if yeah. you ask me. And, and you know what's crazy too? You, you speak of injuries for the Penguins. It seems like they always deal with it, whether it's Crosby or Malkin or, or Latang or a goaltender. Every year they miss fifteen. One of those guys misses fifteen to twenty games with an injury, right? And and I was doing when I was doing some research on the Penguins this season and, and their futures, I found something really interesting looking at, at their what they dealt with last year. You know, what, Pittsburgh was actually in the middle of the pack uh, among NHL teams in terms of total man games lost by injury last interesting. year. Now, with that being said, the Penguins did have the fourth highest out of all the NHL teams, the fourth highest projected points in standings lost due to injuries last year. You know, you see a team like, uh, you know, any other team in the NHL and they lose a fourth liner for half the season. Well, that's considered part of the man's game, uh, man games lost, but they're not necessarily losing a Sidney Crosby or, or, uh, you know, a, a Brian Rust or an Evgeny Malkin or even a Teddy Bluger. Uh, I, I believe those are four guys right there in Crosby, Malkin, Rust, and Bluger who who missed significant time last season. And those guys, their point shares, you know, the percentage, the percentage of the team's points that come from those four guys 
is massive compared to a lot of these other teams. And, and so, you know, you'd have to think even if a Malkin or a Crosby goes down this year, this upcoming season for any period of time, you'd, you'd expect those other guys probably regret, you know, they probably avoid some bad injury luck this year. It's not going to always be the top four or five scorers on the Penguins missing 20 to 25 games every year. And in last year, you know, they're, like I said, their injuries, the number of injuries was about the same, if not better than the rest of the league. It was just the guys who they are actually losing was, were some really vital players. And, and so that's one of the things you kind of need to look at when you're handicapping a team's futures for this year is they might've missed a bunch of games for injuries last year. It was just who they lost for injury uh, really makes a difference in what you're projecting this year. So if, you know, if I'm looking at, at the Penguins and you just want kind of an initial reaction on their season point total, I would certainly agree with you. I'd look at that over 101 and a half. I think if anything, this team should be the same, if not better than last year. Yeah. And you're hundred percent right on, you know, who it was, you know, the times it was like four of their top nine forwards were out, you know, half their defense was out for a time last year. Heck, they lost both their goalies in the playoffs to have the cherry on top. I mean, this is this is a yearly thing in Pittsburgh. You know, it's something that everyone's been trying to figure out what's been going on for almost the last decade at this point. Um, I, I really don't get it, um, honestly. But, you know, still a lot more to get to for this episode. We're going to do some um, player-centric um, bets probably or props coming up in the second segment. But before I get to that, you know, Bet Online actually is your number one source for football betting info this season. You can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in depth articles and analysis on every game out there. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all of your sports wagering information with live betting and up to the minute scores for every sport out there. It's the fastest and easiest way to check out all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. You can head to Bet Online or use your phone to learn more. That is been online where the game starts. All right, I'm back here on this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Want to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes? Follow the show's Twitter at underscore Penguins. So, Jack, you know, obviously, everyone, you know, there. I'm sure there are avid betters that listen to the show. I'm sure there are people that don't bet that listen to the show as well. But you know, Sidney Crosby. I'm sure people are going to place a lot of bets on him this season. You know, maybe for the Maybe not for the Art Ross, just because, you know, Connor McDavid at this point ha- would have a word, Leon Dreisaitl and stuff. But I think the main trophy that people will place bets on him is the heart. Um, you know, he's coming into the season fully healthy. He's not going to miss the first few weeks with a wrist injury. He came back last year, was his usual self, a point-per-game player yet again. I was just wondering, you know, like what the over-under for him for points-wise is this year. You know, do you think he is um, a strong heart trophy contender yet again this year? Yeah, so Malkin's, or excuse me, Crosby's uh, heart trophy odds right now are 22 to 1 or plus 2200. Um, you know, you, you look at kind of his surroundings or the guys that he might be competing with just in terms of odds. Um, he's, he's, it's not a surprise. He's up there with the best of them. Now, he's not anywhere near the, uh, the favorites to, to win the, the heart trophy, but he's, you know, he's around an Alexander Barkov, an Alex Ovechkin, a Mitch Marner down there. And that's not that's not necessarily a surprise. You know, if you look at his over under props, he's at over under 31 and a half goals uh, and, and over 83 and a half points. Now, I think I misspoke earlier, by the way, he's at 33 to one, not 22 to one to win the, the Hart Trophy this year. So um, even better odds than than, um, than what I had written down. Um, if, if I am taking a player prop on Crosby or even as an individual Penguins player this year, 
it's going to be on the over on those points over um, uh, 84 and a half or 83 and a half, whatever you can find at bet online. I'm going to take that for a couple of reasons. You know, last year he didn't really play until mid November uh, and he still put up 84 points after opening the season. Even then the first seven games of when he was back last year, he only put up two points and he didn't try himself. Uh, So, that doesn't happen to him often. And, and if it does, you know, maybe you can attribute it to that, that injury he was dealing with. But again, even then, he put up 84 points last year and would beat that over 83 and a half points. Uh, you know, what's funny, too, is even though he didn't come back until mid-November last year, people were still kind of talking about him as a, as a Hart Trophy candidate by the time we got to March and even April. I mean, he obviously didn't end up winning it or really competing for it in the end, but uh, he was certainly playing to a level of a Sidney Crosby of old. It's, it's not like he fell off with that injury and it seemed like he didn't fall off with any of the, the previous injuries he was dealing with. I don't think, you know, that old age has hit him yet. I don't think it's going to hit him this year either, especially knowing that that Latang and Malkin are back to play with him and that they improved the defense. They, they, you know, brought in a couple of role guys to maybe take up some penalty killing time as well. Um, maybe he does miss 10 to 15 games this year. But it's tough to handicap things like that, right? If you see a guy like a Sidney Crosby and you like his value to win the Hart Trophy at 33 to 1, take the risk. You're already risking a a little bit to win a whole lot. Take the risk on him to maybe miss 10 to 15 games. We certainly don't want any injuries to happen to a guy. But I don't want any any listeners or viewers viewers out there to be swayed away from taking that bet just because of his, his injury history. He's still a top five, if not top three player in all of hockey. And he showed it last year. He's, he's one of the most valuable players in the NHL. And, and I will say, you know, if I'm just mapping out his season and, and this is part of the, this is really a primary reason why I love that over 84 and a half points for him. He's been well over an 84 point pace in every single season of his career. That's I went crazy. back. Yeah. I went back. <laughs> I went back earlier today and was just looking at each season since he's coming to the NHL. He's been over a point per game. Uh, pretty significantly in every single year. Not to mention, this was just the 19th ranked power play in the NHL last season. Obviously, these superstars and these these big time players for the Penguins put up a lot of their points on the power play. That power play didn't get off to a really good start last year without him, if I remember correctly. And they started to progress. They started to improve throughout the season. A 19th ranked power play uh, with that lineup and with that forward group is is not acceptable. It's not something that I think is going to be sustained either. I think they're going to improve and get back up towards 10th, 8th, maybe even worst case scenario, 12th this year, uh, just in terms of the power play conversion percentage. You know, that is a big step up for him. He, that guy puts up however many points you want to you want to look at in, in, on the power play each year. If they just improve a little bit on that power play, he's going to put up just – even more points. And so, you know, again, he put up 84 points last year, whether it's 83 and a half or 84 and a half, I, I've seen it move a little bit on him this year. Uh, he's he's going to go over that as long as he doesn't miss 25, 35, 40 games this year. I think you feel pr- pretty comfortable taking the over on that points prop right there. I, I, I will say one more thing too. I'm personally going to stay off uh, on his uh, heart trophy odds myself only because uh, again, you know, that is something you can kind of include uh, injury concerns with. But also, if Guinea Malkin's back, uh, you know, um, Jake Gensel had an amazing year last year. There's a lot of pretty, of really good players on that team that can kind of take the shine off of Crosby. Uh, you know, you, when you're looking at taking Hart Trophy odds, you look at a guy, um, you know, like a, like a Kirill Kaprizov, for example, who, who, 
uh, is the superstar on his team. Uh, not as much recognition for the other guys around him. Whereas in Pittsburgh, you've, you've got the mainstays of maybe not a Latang as a hard trophy candidate, but certainly a Malkin and a guy like Ginsel, who was over a point per game last year as well. So I'd, if I had to place a bet on a player for the Penguins this year, it'd be on, on Crosby on that over points prop. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think he's going to, if, if you ask me, I think he's going to get close to 100 um, again, especially with scoring being so up now, and especially if he stays healthy um you know you made a great point two points in the seven first seven games last year it's, it's funny he was hurt then he got covid so that really screwed him up and then he was still basically just getting over that then once he fully did he got past the wrist stuff he was his same normal self and um he's been a point per game player ever since he came into the league which i think is just about tied for the most um longest duration for a point per game seasons in NHL history at this and, point and one more thing i'll add to your to what your, your point when he got COVID, that's that's almost a bigger deal for a guy like Crosby than it is for anybody else. I know that sounds silly, but he's known for having maybe the best conditioning of any player in the NHL. And to get back to the point where he's comfortable after having COVID, that can mess with your lungs quite a bit. So um, you know, now that I know that the NHL has kind of relaxed a lot of its uh, COVID protocols in terms of traveling internationally up to, up to Canada and back, uh, hopefully that's something that will stay out of the way this year as well. Yeah, I'm de- definitely hoping so. Um, that's for sure. I don't want any co- games canceled or postponed or, you know, players testing positive throughout the year for it, even though the winter is just coming up. So I'm sure there's going to be at least, you know, some cases around sports. Um, to, switching gears a little bit, um, Jack, you know, Mike Sullivan, Jack Adams. Um, I don't know why this light behind me is just being really weird. And it's almost just like a ghost just keeps like flipping it on and off. I promise the people that are watching, uh, the power has been on. It's just that light. It's just terrible with the plug. Anyways, I'm going to try not to move that much. Um, anyways, Mike Sullivan with the Jack Adams. Um, crazy enough, man, never really a finalist for the award, despite being, I think, one of the top three to top five best coaches in the league. Two, two seasons in a row, he has comfortably led them to the playoffs, despite so many injuries to the team's top players. Um, what do you think about, you know, those odds this year for the Jack Adams? And, you know, would you definitely touch those for him to finally – be a finalist or potentially win the award. Yeah. You know, I was shocked too. the fact, not just that he hadn't won it yet, but he hasn't even been a nominee. He hasn't been a finalist yet. Yeah. Um, With everything he's done for that team. I believe now he's the second longest tenured coach in Penguins history. If I remember correctly, it's, it's, it's shocking to me. I mean, even if you look at he's, he's plus 2000 or 20 to one to win the award this year, he's only 28 to one or plus 2,800 to be the first head coach fired. So, you know, I, I don't know where the disrespect comes from. I, he's you know, not getting he's, fired after he just signed an extension. I'll say that. He's <laughs> not extended. So, um, you know, I don't know where the disrespect comes from. You know, you look at you look at just what Vegas is predicting for this team, and, and they certainly expect the Penguins to make the playoffs. So to put him so low is a bit surprising to me. Um, it feels like if there is a year for him to win it, maybe this is the year. You know, he came in and had so much immediate success with this team. And in the last couple of years, the the postseason has kind of been the big bugaboo for them, right? Just getting through the first round, first and second round and being competitive in the conference finals is the issue. But, but this guy, he's got his roster back. He's got an improved defense and that we can get into here in a minute. He's obviously got his core guys back. And, and this is kind of the year where it's like, all right, let's run it back. Maybe this is the last chance. We don't know. We don't care. Let's go for a cup here. And so, in a division like the Metro, where 
I think it makes sense that the Hurricanes are the division favorites. I don't necessarily think that the Rangers should have better odds than the Penguins to, to win the division. If that Penguins team can stay healthy throughout the year, I know that's a big if, but if they can stay healthy throughout the year and maybe push for the division title, maybe push the Penguins, for, or the, excuse me, the, the Hurricanes for, for first in that division, he's going to be up there. He's going to have to be a top three uh, a, you know, candidate at the end of the year. Unfortunately for some, and, and maybe Sullivan is one of those guys, This the, the Jack Adams along with at times the Norris Trophy is kind of seen as a lifetime achievement award, right? Where you might've deserved, a coach like Sullivan probably deserved it four or five years ago, but but was never given you know that recognition because there might have been some more experienced coaches who probably who you know had, had better careers or at least uh, more recognizable careers and who get great goaltending. Yeah, of course. I mean, you, at least consistent goaltending, right? At least the you know the Penguins at times have had some great goaltenders, but uh, but it wasn't uh, consistent throughout the year. So um, if I had to pick a future on a on a coach to win the Jack Adams, it's kind of a it's kind of a. a, a volatile award i'd be looking at sullivan um you know if there's another guy i wanted to place a bet on to win the jack adams it might be paul maurice in florida uh, just after all the commotion of, of their you know, first couple of weeks last okay. year andrew brunette's gone they finally got a pretty big spotlight on them and i'm a huge fan of maurice of uh, paul maurice uh, i like what he did in winnipeg um both you know in the late 2010s as well as even last year where he kind of had that wherewithal to step away when he felt like the, the locker room. He had kind of lost the locker room. He's at plus 800. Um, you know, the, the, the deal, but the issue between Sullivan and a guy like Paul Maurice is Maurice, at least according to the national media has all the superstar talent ever, right? That roster is supposed to be loaded with Barkov and, and Kachuk and, and Ekblad. Whereas with Sullivan, you know, to a better's eye and to a Penguins fan's eye, fan's eye, he he has all the talent that maybe a Florida would have too, right? He's got Crosby, Malkin, Latang, and, and maybe maybe even a better goaltending situation than Bobrovsky this year. I don't know. So it's 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 odd to me that a guy like Maurice, although I'm a big fan of him, has such higher odds than a guy like Sullivan. I, I do like a bet on Sullivan, especially at twenty to one. I mean, you look at the guys that are around Sullivan too: Jay Woodcroft in Edmonton. Uh, Bruce Cassidy with the Golden Knights in his first year there, and then Peter Laviolette with the Capitals. I certainly think Sullivan's a better coach than than all three of those guys. It's just a matter of how that how this team stays healthy and how this team competes in, in uh, throughout the regular season for for Sullivan. Yeah, and I think a lot of you know people that vote on the award they just you know when all the guys come back, it's like oh well you know now he's just doing it with the stars, and it's like well you know you're not really taking into account of work that he's done with a bunch of Wilkesbury Scranton call ups like he was doing at the beginning of last season when the Penguins were just actually still treading water without the big guns, and then they come back and, I get, and then everyone I guess goes oh you know I guess the Penguins are back to usual business. I just don't think he usually gets. Um, the credit that he deserves. What else do I need to do if you're Mike Sullivan? Yeah. Right. You've dealt with injuries. You've had superstars. You've had minor leaguers being called up night in and night out. You've had goaltending issues. You've won Stanley Cups. You've done just about everything. And so part of me thinks maybe this is the year the media kind of realizes, okay, this guy's a fantastic coach. He probably deserves it at this point in his career. Yeah. I mean, I'm hoping so. You know, I'm not holding my breath, but, you know, it's good that, you know, you're definitely on the Sullivan train. Um, that's for sure. I got a couple um, other props to get to with you coming up in the final segment for the show. And then we'll also get to probably some league wide stuff before wrapping up. So stick around for that coming up in the final segment.
All right, I'm back here on this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter, Hunter Hodes. You can also follow the show's Twitter at Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. So, and well, I, I did uh, my bold predictions segment about a week or two ago, um, uh, Jack. And, you know, one of the things I had actually was I think Jake Gensel is going to finally score 50 this year. Had 40 last year. He's had two 40 goal seasons um, as a Penguin. He's the only, he's the, um, only player in the Crosby outside of the outside of Crosby Malkin to score 40 twice in the Sid and Gino era. Um, and I think if he can be fully healthy this year, not miss any games, um, he has the opportunity to fully join the 50 goal club just because he's that talented, he, you know, the smallest, you know, bits of space, he'll put the puck in the back of the net. Um, what do you think about those odds for him? And do you think that's a pretty distinct possibility that, um, you know, he not only scores 40 this year, but he pots 50. Well, you know, you can jump on it right now. I'll say this. You can jump on him to score over 38 and a half goals right now. at Bet That's Online. easy. And uh, you can actually bet on him. He, they've still got him at over under 79 and a half points. So not even at a point per game, despite being wow. over a point per game last year. Um, I do like Gensel. One of the first things you kind of look at, if, you, if you're a statistics-driven sports better, especially with player props, and odds like that, um, even on a night in and night out basis, if you want to bet on a player to score a goal, for example, you need to look at their shooting percentage, especially the last couple of years. So for his career, Gensel's a 15.9% uh, shooter. Last year, he was actually below career average. He's at 15.2%. He obviously put up, uh, or he tied his career high in goals at 40. I think he'll probably go over that this year. Um, he, he's you know, he hasn't dealt with as many injury issues as a Crosby or as or as a Brian Rust or something like that. You know, he played 76 last year and he had the two weird, you know, COVID shortened seasons. But the two years before that, he played all 82 in the regular season for the Penguins. So um, just looking at his numbers from last year, he still put up 40. He only put up 44 assists, but shooting below career average and still being the possession driving player that he is, he's obviously going to get a ton of power play time. Again, I think that power play should be and has to be improved as well, which should contribute to his goal total. Um, yes. If you're really feeling, um, you know, confident and bold, especially as a Penguins fan, he's he's 33 to one or plus 3300 to win the Rocket Richard Trophy to have the most goals in the NHL. If you think he can beat out on Austin Matthews, or something <laughs> like that. and he's also 66 to one, which is the same odds as Evgeny Malkin to win the Hart Trophy as well. So, again, I think I would lay off some of, of some Penguins forwards and, and playing on the Hart Trophy just because all three or four of the big guys can kind of take some attention away from the other ones. But uh, I do like I do like Gensel this year. Um, you know, he it seemed like he didn't have any issues when Crosby was out uh, or Malkin was out in scoring goals last year. If you're still putting up 40, I think you're going to have no problem doing it. As, you know, assuming those two guys are going to be coming into the season fully healthy. Uh, I, I think he's he's also one of those guys just on a personal note who is going to continue to be considered one of the most underrated players in the NHL to the point where he's finally properly rated, but he's also a top 10 player in the NHL. You know, I think in the next couple of years, he's going to be kind of like an Alexander Barkov where for four or five years, everybody keeps saying he's the most underrated guy in the NHL. And then all of a sudden we, we turn around, we look at each other and we think, oh yeah, this guy's no, he's just a top 15, top 10 player in the NHL. He's pretty properly rated. We just didn't realize he was this good until, until now. So uh, I think that's a pretty good bet. Um, you know, 38, over 38 and a half goals is a lot. Uh, you, it's just that he's one of the most reliable guys on that roster. So it, it's tough to, you know, it's tough to bank on him missing 10, 15 games to an injury or anything like that. 
Yeah, I mean, usually, you know, when this team needs a goal, he's he's usually the first one that will give it to them. You know, I think over 38, I would probably take pretty quickly. Um, you know, it's funny, you know, for a long time, everyone was considering him a product of Crosby. Well, you know, I think even playing with Evgeny Malkin, um, he still kicks a lot of butt. Um, are there any other, you know, kind of props, futures that you're paying attention to with this team going into this season that you like? You know, as far as individual odds or individual players to bet on, I, I'd say those two were the two that I really like. Uh, Gensel over 38 and a half goals and Crosby over 83 and a half okay. points. Um, there are no there are no Penguins in the Calder Trophy odds, which isn't necessarily a surprise. <laughs> um, you know, you're looking at you, you've got Bet Online actually just came out this week with a bunch of um, of player specific futures on goaltenders as well. You know. This is a type of bet I typically stay away from, but if you're interested in it, the over-under on Tristan Jari's uh, goals against average this year is at 2.53. So if you're interested in something like that, you can take the over-under there. Chris Letang is at 28-1 to to win the Norris. Uh, I've been telling everybody I know and every every podcast I'm on to stay away from the Norris Trophy this year. I think Kale McCarr right now is sitting at plus 150, which is just about the highest odds I've ever seen for an individual uh, trophy. That's insane to me. Not surprised. And, yeah, and even if a guy like him goes down, you know, it's still kind of a three-headed monster out there with with him, Roman Yossi, and, and Victor Hedman with Adam Fox is, is in fourth, I guess, but it's probably a distant fourth in my opinion. So, you know, you'd be banking on an injury to a Makar or somebody like that to, to be betting on the Vesna as well. Uh, you know, Tristan Jari is also 28 to one to win the Vesna. Um, I'm going to stay away from that one myself. I think there, you know, that's another one of those kind of career or lifetime achievement awards. You know, you 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 kind of look at an Andre Vasilevsky or an, you know, an Igor Shesterkin was just out of this world last year, so maybe he's got a pretty good chance to win it. But I'm going to stay away from that one as well. You know, in terms of props, maybe around the league, we can get into that in a minute. I've got a couple of Calder Trophy guys that I'm interested in, uh, but I do want to mention too. I am going to be playing personally that that Eastern Conference future on the on the Penguins at 12 to one. You know, the more I think about it, the more I hear from Penguins fans and yourself, maybe they don't beat out the Hurricanes for the division with this with the injury history and and bad luck that this team has had throughout the regular season. That's fine. But I'm comfortable with them not having home ice advantage or even being just dealing with being a wild card throughout the postseason. I'm okay with that. I, I think the team is as well. You've seen them do it before, obviously. And and I think I do think the Penguins are a better team than the Rangers this year. You know, you can call it a fluke goal you want to, but the fact of the matter is they didn't have their star goaltender, their number one goaltender, when they needed them in the postseason last year. I'm just – I don't think that's going to happen again. I, I think that's a that's a really rare occurrence in the NHL, even when these guys are hurt. They typically play through it. So, you, you know, Jari's injury last year must have been pretty bad. Um you know, a, a couple of other things too, just on that that Eastern Conference future. You don't have the distractions of of Malkin and Latang potentially leaving in the offseason anymore. You know, those guys are back. The team doesn't have to worry about it. Coach doesn't have to worry about it. Front office doesn't. Uh, this team's built for the postseason, man. I I, I really am a believer in them. Uh, growing up a, a Nashville Predators fan, and you know, still to an extent a Nashville Predators fan, a couple of years ago for that Stanley Cup about. Uh, I'm not. I'm not certainly a fan of the Penguins as a as a hockey fan, but as a, <laughs> I can certainly see them beating out a team like the Lightning or the Leafs in the in the conference final and and representing the East in the Cup. You know, I think you know that music. I think all Penguins fan years. I think everyone wants to see 
at least in this fan base, you know, they want to see them get the fourth one in the Casigino era, which would tie um, Gretzky and Messier for for that they won, which I think that they're definitely um, chasing after. And, you know, I guess, you know, we can't get into those um, NHL, you know, around the league bets that, that you do like. Um, first off, just real quick, did you have any, like, breakout players for this team that you're eyeing on um, this year? You know, I don't know if I'd call him a breakout player, but I've been the biggest Ricard Raquel fan since I okay. saw him come into the league with Anaheim. I'm a huge fan of him. I love to watch watch him play. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's a veteran at this point, so I don't know if I'd call him a breakout player. I did love the deal for Ty Smith, uh, for, for Don Marino. I loved Ty Smith in New Jersey. Uh, it, you know, he's kind of like a Jeff, P, a Jeff Petrie, who, who the Penguins picked up in the offseason as well, you know. Everybody, by all accounts, it was a down year for Smith last year, but who didn't have a down year on the Devils, right? Just like it was a down year for Petrie, but who didn't have a down year on the Montreal Canadiens last year? Uh, he's, a, he's a fun player to watch. Uh, I think he's going to be a, a, you know, a, a JV version of a Chris Letang. He's, he's mobile. He's, uh, he's, you know, he's, he's a former first round pick. He's supposed to have kind of the vision uh, offensively of a, of a puck moving defenseman, a puck moving number one defenseman like a Latang. So, you know, if I had to give you one Penguins player to keep an eye on, I'd say Smith. I think if, if, if I remember correctly, you know, he had a, a really good start to the year. His first, you know, when he first got called up to the NHL and then kind of tapered off a little bit in the second half when teams kind of started, started to expose him. So uh, Ty Smith's my guy. If I'm, if I'm, you know, a Penguins fan this year, I think he's hopefully going to jump up into the top four a couple of times throughout the year. Interesting. Uh, that's a, I, I honestly, as a player, I didn't expect you to say. I think you know, for Smith this year, they're going to probably start him on the bottom pairing with Jan Ruta. They're going to try to babysit him a little bit, yeah. kind of like what they, what they did what they did with Mike Matheson when he was acquired. He was kind of a wreck in his own zone, and then was able to actually jump up in the top four minutes um, sometimes that season, but you know, mostly the next season you know, before he was um, dealt. So you know, that would be obviously best case scenario if he is able to jump up into the top four. Um, last but not least, though, um, Jack, you know. We'll go around the league. I'll, I'll I'll hand the floor to you here. You know what are some of the the big ones that you're looking at? Yeah, so I'll give you guys three or four, um, and they're kind of all over the place. So, um, you know, I was talking with somebody the other day, and then I was looking through the Calder Trophy odds, and I know there aren't any Penguins on there, but there are certainly are some opportunities to make some money on some young players. Uh, the first guy that really stuck out to me was a Marco Rossi in in Minnesota. Uh, he's a young, really talented winger coming into coming onto the team this year. Uh, looks like he's pretty much locked up a roster spot this year in the in the bigs, and so um, you know he's at fourteen to one right now. I'm looking at the rest of the guys in front of him. He's got the seventh high, seventh or eighth highest odds to win the Calder right now at fourteen to one. But you look at the six guys in front of him, and not a single one of those guys is is on a team that's projected to make the playoffs this year. Yeah, you, know, you got Mason McTavish, Owen Power, Matty Beneers, William Eklund in San Jose. Cole yeah. Perfetti and Kent Johnson. None of those guys are on teams that I personally think are going to be very good this year or Vegas thinks is going to be very good this year. And so I bring that up because when a young guy like that gets an opportunity in a lineup that's fast paced, that's putting up a ton of goals. They were one of four or five teams to put up over 3.7 goals per game last year were the wild. Uh, and not only that, he's also in a team that are on, in a lineup with a top six that seems pretty flexible. Right, you've got Ryan Hartman and Joel Erickson Eck are kind of the top two centers on that team, but both of those guys can and have played third and fourth center minutes uh, throughout their career, and so you see that on the wings as well for for Minnesota. 
it seems like, you know, in addition to that, a Matt Zuccarello goes down quite a bit with an injury, unfortunately, in the regular season. Kevin Fiala is off, obviously gone. So the opportunity is there for Rossi. Uh, he's going to be on a high-flying offense. He's going to be on a power play that certainly puts up a ton of goals. I think hopefully, you know, if Matt Boldy doesn't you know, secure that, that last power play spot for the forward group, uh, maybe Rossi gets an opportunity there. And, and they're going to be playing competitive hockey in February, March, and, and in April, the end of the regular season, are the wild. And that's something I really look for in a, in a young player like that. If he can work his way into the second or third line in the regular season for that team, even in November or December, that means he's probably going to have an opportunity to, be, to continue playing uh, with the NHL roster and maybe even getting top six minutes come March and April when a lot of these other guys are, are kind of out of the playoff race. So Marco Rossi's a guy I'd look at. Uh, and then as far as the Hart Trophy, you know, I was looking through the Hart Trophy odds the other night and I was shocked. I, I wouldn't say shocked. I was I was excited to see a, a guy like uh, like Jack Eichel at, at 28 to 1 wow. to win the, the Hart Trophy. And if I, I'm looking through right now, I'm wondering if things have moved. They have. He's actually moved down to 40 to 1 or plus 4,000 to win the Hart Trophy over in Vegas. Now, I like Eichel for a couple of reasons. You know, obviously he's past the whole back surgery thing. He's past the whole big trade from, from Buffalo to Vegas. But a, a, another thing too is he doesn't have Max Pacioretty there to, to kind of steal the limelight if you want to put it that way. He's actually on a team that doesn't have a whole lot of recognizable names in the forward group. You know, other than a Mark Stone, he's got Jonathan Marcheseau who led the team in, in, in points last year. Eichel is certainly a much more recognizable name than, than a March or so, and maybe to, at least to some American fans uh, than a Stone. Um, I just think he's finally got that monkey off his back of the surgery and of the trade. And, and I, I remember, you know, watching his first game back for Vegas last year. I think he took two or three penalties in the first period. I think he was a minus one or minus two. He just didn't look great. And then took him about a week, week and a half. And then when he settled in, all of a sudden, he was probably the best player, if not one of their best players, the rest of the regular season. So, if Vegas can contend for for the second or third spot in that Pacific Division, I'd be interested in Eichel now at forty to one, which I think are great odds to win the Hart Trophy. Um, you know, I'll give you a couple of a couple of futures as well, just on teams. Uh, you know, I looked the other night. I think there's great value on the St. Louis Blues at thirty five to one or plus thirty five hundred to win the Stanley Cup. Uh, that's just it's a team that's been there before. If they can just get over the hump that is the Colorado Avalanche, uh, I think they certainly would be a, a team to be reckoned uh, reckoned with come the Cup uh, final. And then you know one that's it's a little bit juicy. You know you got to risk quite a bit to win your money back. But uh, the LA Kings are only minus one seventy five to win uh, to to make the playoffs uh, at all, whether it's through you know through the Pacific Division or through oh, a wild. Wow. And, and I just you know I look at this Pacific Division. Uh, I'm not too high on Vegas, but, you know, if, if Vegas is, is going to make the playoffs, I think Eichel is going to have to lead the way there. Uh, I just look at, you know, I look at Edmonton and Calgary are certainly going to be the top two teams there. I think it's just a battle for the third and, and probably fourth spot, you know, third spot for the division, one or two wild card spots uh, between L.A., Vegas and maybe Vancouver. But again, I just don't know if Vancouver addressed enough to compete in that Pacific division. So, yes, it's minus 175 on the Kings to, to make the playoffs, but that's obviously an improved team. They picked up Kevin Fiala in the offseason. Uh, they, they've, they've got a growing and really vastly improving defensive group as well. Um, and their forward depth is just it's probably one of the most underrated forward groups in the NHL. So, uh, you know, eat the juice there. I think minus 175 on the Kings to make the playoffs is a pretty good bet as well.
That's solid. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm also pretty high on the Kings, honestly, this year. And, I, and they're getting Drew Doughty back. If he plays the way he did last year, and, you know, I thought, you know, I'm someone who thought Drew Doughty was washed going into last year. He was bad. Me too. Me too. Seasons, but he was awesome last year. He plays like that again for a full season. Um, there's no doubt they're going to make the playoffs and potentially even uh, get to the Pacific. Especially, and if Jonathan Quick has another decent season, because he looked washed going into last year, too. <laughs> You know, that's a pretty, that's a pretty good in there just yet. That's a pretty good goaltending tandem, though. If Quick is on, just like the Penguins, they got a backup that can step in and be pretty confident in his own right. In, in Cal Peterson, um, you know, I just they've got so many young players on that team that are all top, you know, first or second round draft picks who already have a full year of NHL experience, uh, you know, coming into this year. So, uh, you know, I did agree with you on, on Dowdy last year going into the season. I thought he was done for. And, and, you know, now he gets, he got a, quite a bit of time last year and, and now a full off season to recover as well. I just, I don't see that team falling off. I think they're on the up and up here. Yeah, no, I to, to, I totally agree with that. And that blues bet was, is pretty interesting too. You know, I think they're a decent team and I think they, I think they should be able to get into the playoffs in the central, but um, Jack, I, I really appreciate you coming on the, the podcast tonight. There's a lot of really good stuff on the penguins and things around the league. Um, just let the listeners know where, you know, they can find your work and, you know, where they can hear you on um, the podcast on your, on your podcast. Yeah. Well, I'm, gr- I'm grateful you, you brought me on. This is going to be a really fun hockey season. It feels like it's crept up on us. At least yep. the entire month of September has, has, has flown by, um, you know, we're here. We're over at Paramount, Paramount Sports. Uh, Lee Sterling oversees the whole operation here. He's the he's the football, basketball, UFC guy, and I'm kind of the hockey and baseball guy. So um, I'm going to be entering my third year now with Paramount Sports, uh, handicapping the NHL. You know, the last two years, our first two years doing it, we landed first overall at Covers.com on a leaderboard of about 40 NHL handicappers. And so we're going for the top spot again. You know, we're really excited. We had a really great couple of years. Uh, we actually grade our plays on a 10 to 50 unit scale uh, for our clients. Last year, we had a 50 unit max play uh, future on the Arizona Coyotes under 69 and a half regular season points. That one was locked up, I think, by by January. And nice. And then we actually had a we had a future on a long shot future, I guess, on the, the Colorado Avalanche to win the Stanley Cup uh, preseason at plus 550. So we had a great year last year, just in terms of futures, let alone in terms of betting the individual games. So if you want to learn more about getting involved, getting signed up. Uh, or buying our package, you know, you can give us a visit at ParamountSports.com. You can find the NHL package for the full season through the Stanley Cup, including our futures for clients for just uh, seven ninety seven for the full year. Uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm obviously tweeting about games night in and night out. You can give me a follow at Paramount NHL, and then of course give Lee Sterling, who oversees the whole operation, a follow at Paramount Sports. Um, even then, if you want to learn more about betting on the NHL uh, or just sports betting in general, and maybe how you can get signed up. Give us a call at the office as well, 800-400-9741. There, there you all go, guys. You know, you can call, you know, you can follow Jack. He does great work. So, again, man, I really appreciate you coming on. Um, for tomorrow's show, I believe the plan is to have Josh Yoey on from The Athletic to go over his thoughts from training camp and um, everything else going into uh, the season. But, again, Jack, really appreciate you coming on. That was a great conversation. Definitely going to have you on again probably at some point during the season to you know, catch up and see if you're maybe picking up some other bets and you know think about some other stuff regarding the Pittsburgh Penguins. So, until then, hope you all have a great rest of your night, and I'll talk to you all on Friday.